Show with Tom and Dolly on Triple M. Rock, 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 rock. Stupid management. The people are real. The cases are real. This is Tom and Dolly. I just called to say. Uh, my deep thought is if someone is granted three wishes mm. and wishes for those three wishes to be taken away, they will be negative one wish. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> deep, deep thought of the week. One, two, three, four. It's time for Tom and Ollie on Triple M. You can almost smell the weekend, Ollie. It's that close. Welcome to your Thursday night. And in half an hour's time... Thank you. If you're one, no worries. If you're one of those uh, over 50 singles... If you're single and over 50, then we have some great news for you. Still in the game? You're still dating? You're getting amongst it? Yeah. Got good news, do we? Oh, awesome news. Awesome. Uh, uh, I have uh, an opinion that's changed, Tom, around uh, maths. Uh, 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 oh, <laughs> really? Okay. We'll so, I don't know if I... if You, you don't, probably don't know my opinion on maths, but the point is, yeah, it's changed. So, oh. that's, that's intriguing in itself, I think. And is I'll it? explain why in about 20 minutes' time. I sat down and I saw a little bit when I was sick, and my opinion has swung from one side... Firmly to the other so side. So you kind of had a maths debate with your own head. I have a, I had a maths revolution, but that's not a thing, Boring, is it? isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, Tom, uh, to start the show, Harry and Meghan, the happy royal couple. Um, obviously, they, okay. they had a dream beginning, didn't they? But you might be surprised to find out that something very strange is leading to their undoing. It's not uh, foreign affairs. It's not the way the country oh. of Britain is run. Okay. Something far more trivial oh. is causing their undoing. Oh, no. We'll find out what that's about up next. Right now, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers learning to fly on Triple M with Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Madness. Our house. Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Tom, I'm no Royals expert or, or uh, fanatic, mm-hmm. but um, it's come to my attention that uh, something could be undoing Harry and uh, Meghan's oh, nice. respect, uh, their control, their, their uh, dignity. Is it, is it Meghan Markle's new role where she plays a scantily clad um, no. sexy woman in New York City wanting to be sexy? But that is intriguing, isn't it? She is a sex worker, isn't she? Is that kind nah, of she's not a sex worker. She just is um, scantily sexy. clad. <laughs> That's your go-to now? Yes. Isn't that weird to think of her, now that she's in this role, yeah. it's weird that she can have both of those well, images a, going on. Well, she's an actress. I know, but imagine if <laughs> Queen Lizzie was like, I'm also an actress and I'm going to be doing this. <laughs> Just wouldn't, it would never happen. Yeah, it wouldn't, yeah. No, it's actually, well, it's, it's on the same lines, Tom. It's, no. it's not that she, uh, Megan's acting is causing issues. It's oh. that Harry and Megan are doing too many PDAs. Oh. That's the report coming through from a relationships expert, oh. Sheila McIntosh-Stewart. And the PDAs, what are the PDAs, it's not like making out uh, yeah. in a park, rolling around on a rug. Are they doing what you do and run through parks naked? Well, uh, no, no, that's not with a PDA. With your girlfriend. That's not a PDA. Well, with your girlfriend it is. Well, if, if, if your girlfriend if, likes if, it. If that ever happened. We, are, we don't do that. Oh, I don't do that. I've weird. done that once. <laughs> but no, it's, they're just holding hands. Oh, God. They're holding hands. And literally, this is, a, this is what she said. Sheila, the expert, oh, said... Look, uh, for instance, senior royals never hold their spouse's hands normally, uh, whilst on royal duties particularly. A tradition Why that, not? A tradition that Megan and Harry have rejected at the irritation of many. Why can't you hold hands? I know. It's not like it's that surely they Surely they want them holding hands. I would have thought it would be a nice image. Here's the couple holding hands in front of the 
bridge. Now she says it's, it's look, it's unwise to to pander to naysayers. Yeah. So should they just cave in? She's saying maybe no. not, but she's also saying it'd be wise to take heed and keep hand holding to a minimum. Well, I oh. mean, if you if you Prince Harry and you Meghan Markle, are you going to be told, look, guys, you've got to stop holding hands so much? No, that's ridiculous. You give them the that? finger. <laughs> I, I mean, the whole thing to me is, stuff, is ridiculous yeah. because PDAs, it's like, who cares? Who really cares? No, 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 no. To make well, out in the ca- make out in a park all you want for all I care. Roll oh. around on a on a, on a, no, a rug. You don't need a PDA. You don't need the public display of affection. If you're making out, get a room. Hang on. Are you seriously saying you're not a PDA fan? No. I hate it. I think it's like you oh grow oh what you're tonguing each other in public. Ew, gross. Sorry, this is a little f- peck, a little kiss. It's fine. You know, this is coming from the uh, anything goes. I'm basically a nudist, yeah. gay guy who gets out on the beach and you know, hey, random sunscreen my back. You're also <laughs> gonna say don't kiss in the park. You, it's too standard. You can kiss in a park. You can't make out in a park with others next to you. Oh wow! I'm surprised. I feel like I feel like I've been at your house multiple times, and you will just be macking on with your girlfriend Sarah right next to her. Voraciously, group of people. passionately making out. Oh, it's like gross, guys. Nobody else is making nothing out around wrong, you. Nothing wrong with the PDA. Look, You're being all sexy. One triple three five three, and I think it's a. I think you're going to be proven wrong here, Tom. PDAs oh, nah. are publicly no loved. No, they People not. love a PDA. <laughs> no, they don't. On 13353, is a PDA okay? PDA, yay or nay? PDA, yay or nay? 13353. Come on, prove Ollie wrong. PDAs suck. Where's the line? I mean, I think full on sex is too far, but is kissing is fine. No, that's fine. It's just PDAs. Oh, you the other way. 13353. You're with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. <laughs> Sugar. Greta Van Fleet Highway Tune with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. We want to know PDA, yay or nay? Do we like public displays of affection? Michael on 13353. You're confused about which PDA we mean. Um, well, I just came at the end. Are we talking about public displays of affection yeah. or personal digital assistance? <laughs> personal <laughs> digital assistant? Yes. What's what's that? What, the thing you the thing in her hand? Yeah. Oh, no, mate. We're talking about, uh, yeah, kissing and making out and stuff. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. Brilliant. A-OK. <laughs> 13353. Now, we're actually... all on the same page. Uh, PDAs, obviously, making out in public. Uh, Harry and Megan are doing it too much, apparently. What do you think? 13353, yay or nay to the PDA? Triple M's Tom and Ollie. You have answers. <laughs> oh, nice one. Thanks. In 10 minutes' time, if you're over 50 and you're single, oh man, we've got some great stuff for you. We've got some great advice for you. So be listening. Triple M's Tom and Ollie, we have questions. Playing Rock's Greatest Hits. Over in the UK, Tom, uh, Britons, Britonians, what are you, what's the word? I've never been there. Britons. British people? Brits have been turning off the uh, Harry and Meghan and oh. turning against the, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex um, because they have been apparently doing too many PDAs. And by PDAs... Talk about hand-holding. So it's a pretty yeah. low-grade PDA. You know, I've certainly seen more going on at the back of the pub, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, this is coming from um, pub are you going relationships to? experts, a good one. Uh, Sheila McIntosh-Stewart, she's saying, look, the public doesn't like this from our, our royals. They don't want to see PDAs. Oh. Tone it down. Uh, don't hold hands when you're out in public. Just be boring and stiff like the rest of us. 
Yeah. That seems to be the message. Um, PDA, yay or nay, one triple three five three. I'm not a fan of the PDA. If there's people macking on right next to me, I'm like, all right, Which guys, is strange on. because you're anything goes kind of guy when it comes to most other things. Yeah, but... I mean, you'll try but anything in, once. But in my environment, it's all consensual and everyone's involved at one time. Well, it's all consensual when I kiss my girlfriend in the park. No, it's not because the person next to you is going, I don't want to well, see Well, I've got to get your consent to kiss my girlfriend. Definitely. Kelsey on one triple three five three. You've had a partner for three years. What do you think? PDAs? Hi guys. Um. Yeah. No. Nah, not a fan. No. Why? Why not? What for you or for anyone? Oh, I mean, like to a degree. If you're just like making out in a park, I think that is a bit much. <laughs> I think maybe just keep that behind closed doors. Bit of a prude, like Tom. <gasps> oh, I mean, like, no, nah, not a prude. No, nah, I don't think we're prudes. <laughs> I don't think we're prudes. Better down. Uh, Brad on one triple three five three. You've been in a relationship for four years. What do you think about the PDA, the public display of affection? Yeah, mate, I reckon it's awesome. I don't want it. Oh, okay. Yeah, go for it. So you, you do it a bit, do you? Yeah, especially if um, especially if I've got, got a Mrs. You know, top shelf, which which I do. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, why not show her off? Uh, kind, yeah, kind of like if you've got a Ferrari, you'll rev it really loud. Exactly. Got on your Brad. Exactly got on your Brad. Uh, me and Brad are probably pretty similar. <laughs> Campbell, you've been married for 28 years. Is the public display of affection happening in your relationship? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. You know, oh, if we wow. meet up after work or something, um, we'll have a nice kiss. I mean, we're, you know, you're modest oh. for doing it, but um, yeah, and you just have to be a little bit careful if you're somewhere like that in Dubai. Because um, oh, yeah. they frown upon that culturally. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that's yeah. a good tip. Uh, and, d- by the dead. by, the little kiss though. Are you making out, or are you just having a little, a little, 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 little peck? Oh yeah, kiss on the cheek, and you know, but occasional kiss on the lips, something little, like that. A bit of a canoodle. Yeah, but I don't think that's a PDA. I think that's just that's what about just a little in, bit of affection. Nuzzling into the neck. Well, if your tongue is down their throat, that's when I think it's a PDA. What about, you know, how couples do that classic, you know, they're yep. cuddling and their necks are close together and they're just sort of giggling and kissing a bit. It's a thing, you know, they're doing a bit of a bit. Is that, that's not tongue on tongue. You sound like you know that, what that is intricately. Well, You're like, well, yeah, yeah, I do. I've got a girlfriend. So we do it. But y- yeah, you do it in public in front of everyone with your clothes off. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nicole, I'm on triple three, five, three. What do you think about PDAs? Well, I was just thinking, how often it is that you can find someone that's actually tolerable enough to kiss? And when you do, it's like, go for it, wherever you are, you know? If you find someone who's worth kissing, give it a crack, hey? Exactly. Yeah, good on you, Nicole. Are you single, Nicole? I'm very single. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that makes sense. You'll find Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Tom and Ollie. The only show you can smell through your radio. I don't use soap. Triple M. Oh, the dating scene at the moment is flooded, Ollie, with singles. But you know what the dating scene often forgets? Is that a fact or you just made that up? Well, mate, who cares? (laughs) Do you you want sources for everything I say? Because we'll be here for a long time because I don't have sources. Okay. Nothing I said is real. Uh, Over 50s, though. Yeah. That's where it's like, what do you do if you're over 50 and single? That's a great question. Do you have answers? If I was 
over 50 and yeah. single, yeah. I would be getting out to a bar and trying to meet so someone. you have no idea. You have no idea I what to do. I haven't dated ever. If you're over 50 and single, up next, we have Charlie Lester, the co-founder of this brand new app and UK's most recognized dating expert, one of, I should say, up uh, <laughs> to give us some advice on what to do. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. It's the Strokes last night. Triple M's Tom and Ollie, we have questions. Ollie, I'm the dating expert on this show, I reckon, because you, you know, you've been in a relationship for like, I don't know, 15 years and you won't propose to your partner and all that kind of yeah, stuff. I've, yeah, long term taken, but you've been dating for, you know, off and on, but yeah. you've been on the apps in your life I, I heavily, have. so you know how the dating have. apps work. Yes, I certainly do. Well, in the gay world anyway, but the straight world, the Lumen is a brand new app and we've got Charlie Lester, the co-founder and CMO of Lumen, of Lumen on, in the studio. Yeah. I can't speak. <laughs> you know, are you I'm nervous? really nervous because, because, because Charlie, you've got a dating expert you're here. one of the UK's most recognized dating experts. Are you worried I'm going to pick apart your first date etiquette? I think I am. <laughs> I, don't think I'd, I don't think I'd go well on a first date now. I think I'd be I'd be speechless. How do you be a dating expert to start with, Charlie? Um, well, I've just been on a lot of first dates, to be honest. That's yes. what qualifies me. Because, I mean, I don't want to be rude, but if you're doing lots of dates, I mean, just going on the number of dates, that makes you an expert, or you have to be really good at the dates? I know a lot about the dating apps and yeah. the dating websites yeah. and just yeah. how you get the date. Yes. Brilliant. So, through your experiences, you've found that there is definitely a, a lack lack in the uh, market for, for old, I don't want to say oldies, but people over 50. Yeah, definitely. So, I think um, it was probably, so I've worked in dating for about five, six years, and as soon as your friends know that you work in dating they ask you dating questions all the time on Facebook yeah. um, Wait, what kinds of questions are they asking you literally everything I've I've been like I've you know I've helped my friends write write messages and stuff yep. for apps and things wow. I've, I've given them advice on where to go do I and pay in, exactly <laughs> yeah. and then probably the most common question I got asked over five years was um, my parents are just divorced or my mum's got widowed where would you recommend that she goes to date yeah. and I just didn't have an answer honestly like I just knew so many people in their 50s and 60s having such a miserable time yeah. on the dating sites apps that were out there that I just didn't have a good answer for them so yeah. now hopefully we do brilliant yeah. I recall my mum uh, joining because my mum and dad split up but uh, she joined RSVP uh, and I recall it being a very awkward process for her <laughs> filling in the bio and she was kind of hating it. And it didn't look like a very sexy stylized, it's on the computer, on the PC. So your app's probably a bit more snazzy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like the kind of apps that our age group would use too. I think that's the key thing, that people in their 50s use their phones just in the same way people yeah. in their 30s and 40s do. Mm. But no one had really treated them like they use smartphones and apps. So you had a lot of um, products that were designed, allegedly designed for over 50s that use like pictures of people in their 70s and 80s retired on beaches. <laughs> right. I mean, so yeah. honestly, if you Google some of these sites, they're quite funny. Like they, they, they treat people like that everyone over 50 is retired, which they're not. Yeah, right? no, of course um, not. And then if you use other apps, like the ones that perhaps you and me might use, um, they, at first they were designed so you couldn't even go on them at 50 you couldn't literally couldn't have an age over 50 and even now if you, on most oh. of them if you search if you're over 55 you don't even have a specific age in the, in the age filter like it's rubbish yeah. you're just totally. in the old bracket you're just in an old bracket which, which is, 50 is not old no it's not no. exactly I mean it says here Jennifer Aniston and Keanu Reeves these type of people are over 50s now does that like, mean that that's the kind of calibre of people that are on Lumen yeah, every, everyone on Lumen is that hot <laughs> that, well that's great I mean I, I'll sign up I'm 28 we want to know 
can't sign up. Do you know what? If you try oh, and sign oh, up, okay. um, it will tell you you're a spring chicken. And then literally, we have AI that will check out how young you are oh. trying to sign up. And if you try and create a fake profile and say you're 50, it will be like, no. So, so Ollie, wait. you. But what about for got, the cougars? Yeah, because you love a cougar, don't there you, There are Ollie? lots of other places you can get cougars. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what we want to do. We thought we'd have a bit of a, dis- a discussion tonight about dating over 50. Dating when you're over 50. One triple three five three. If you're single, maybe you've got some questions or maybe you can share some of your experience with dating when you're over mm. 50. Then give us a call, one triple three five three. We've got Charlie Lester in here, co-founder of Lumen. You're with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Live music on Triple M. That's you too. Sunday, bloody Sunday. You're with Tom and Ollie. We have questions. And hey, it, it, it is sharing a bit, but one triple three five three. if you're over 50 and single, we would love to chat to you. We want to hear about your experiences in the dating scene. Yeah, we're talking to Charlie Lester, who's the co-founder of Lumen, which is uh, a new app for over 50s who are obviously single and looking for love. Uh, Charlie, thanks for hanging out. Thank you for having me. Um, now, I'm just reading here. The numbers are quite quite large. I mean, 2.3 million single Australians are over 50 years old uh, wow. looking for love. So if you are in that bracket, you're not alone. Obviously, there's, it's, a, it's a huge number. Yeah. Um, is it, you were saying before that I think oldies don't want to be treated differently to, to youngins when they're dating. And so, you know, Tinder and, and Lumen might have their differences. But is there a, a, a change to dating at uh, that older age? Is it a bit different in some way or are there other requirements? Well, so I think one of the things we've noticed is that people in their 50s are a lot more honest on their profiles. They they know who they are. They yeah. know what they want. Um, I think the kinds of relationships they look for can often be quite different. I think it's quite interesting. If you've just come out of a marriage, you might not necessarily want to go straight back into a marriage. Um, mm. A lot of the people in their 50s that we chat to who are single, um, so they, they, they're quite happy in their lives. They like their house. They live on their own. They don't actually want to live with someone again. They just almost want like quite a teenage relationship where you just got someone to go to the movies with, right? And yeah, go yeah, like, totally. a couple of times a week. Hangouts. Yeah. Um, so I think that's one one quite big difference. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think the honesty thing is really important. And we have like a massive section on 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 the profile that's about me, and then you can say what you're looking for, and people are really candid. And I think that's I think that's important. Like, you know, cut mm. to the chase. There's no point pretending to be looking for something if you're not. Yeah, totally. Now you were saying that your your job is a, a dating app expert, or at least a, a dating expert. What is that like when you go on a date and you say that to someone who you're dating, and they <laughs> go, "Well, this is weird," because now you're an expert in everything. Well, so we founded Lumen in September, and I have to admit that that's been a real godsend to me because now I can say I'm an app founder, which is, <laughs> that's is a little good. yeah, exactly, that's a little nice. bit away from the dating side of things. Um, and now I just get asked by guys, and honestly, I get asked about ten times a week. Um, how to get investment. That's, that's <laughs> what they now ask me on dates. Well, how they can buy in. Um, no, no, no. They, they want help. They want help for investment for their startup. Oh, um, God. So that's what it's now moved on to. It used wow. to be, um, so I've been a dating expert for like the last five, six years and I started by writing a blog. So I went in banking and I wrote a dating blog. I went on 30 blind dates before 10.30 and wrote about wow. it and, right. and that used to be awful because all these guys were paranoid I was going to write about them and I was like, genuinely, oh, I'm no. just here for a date. I, you know, I'm <laughs> yeah. actually single. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it can be tough uh, dating over 50, one triple three five three. If you're single and over 50, we would love to hear from you. Brendan, you've been divorced for five years. What's the dating scene like for you? Terrible. 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 Tell us about it, Brendan. Well, I've had a, well, since I've been divorced and, um, well, I, my um, ex has been a very, well, I 
what can I say? Which um, I can't. Um, sure. <laughs> I can't really say anymore. It's really hurt me. Um, yeah. I'm still recovering from it. I am struggling seeing my children. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, uh, my children are more important to me than than dating. So you're not. So you're not active in the dating scene, then, Brendan. Have you used any apps at all? Yes, I've used Tinder. How was that experience for you? Terrible. Terrible. And what, why? Yeah. Why? Just I feel that they don't really, you know, like um, people put a lot of fake preferences and a lot of fake um, uh, ideas of what they want as a, in a person. And I'm very uh, what you consider a, a genuine person. Yeah. Did you feel an age I, difference? Did you feel like you were too old for Tinder? No, not at all. Okay, okay, that's good. That's good. All right. Well, maybe Lumen is one for you as well to try. One triple three five three. If you are single and over fifty, we'd love to hear from you. I love this idea of uh, with the with the app an icebreaker message, but there's a minimum character length, so you actually have to talk. Uh, you have to put a few words in oh, there. You can't just say hi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and exactly because hi is a rubbish first yeah. first yes. message, right? Well, what's wrong rubbish. with hi? Because then all you say back is hi, and then you're stuck at square one again. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's not going to work, and you just never chat to them again. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you have to have at least fifty characters. I mean, it's literally two sentences. It's not difficult, but it means that hopefully people read each other's profiles and then bespoke what they're saying. So there's a bit kind of more high quality conversation. Yeah, and totally. um, we also limit the chat. So so Lumen's free. Um, so one of the problems quite often on free dating sites is that people will literally cut and paste the same message to 100 people oh, all in yeah, one go. Wow. Um, and to stop that, you can only contact six new people each day. Um, again, to try and make people feel a bit special and like mm. they've actually been picked. Yeah. Um, so again, to just you know improve improve stuff and make people feel like it's a higher quality of conversation and they actually read your profile and wanted to contact you in particular. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Hey, Charlie, we're going to continue this conversation, uh, but one triple three five three. If you are over 50 and in the dating scene, give us a call. So many uh, people coming through with stories. We'll get to them up next. This is new music from Dean Lewis called Seven Minutes with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. New music on Triple M with Tom and Ollie. We have questions. That's Seven Minutes, Dean Lewis. We have Charlie Lester in here, who is the uh, CEO, the the co-founder of Lumen, a dating app for over 50s. Thank you so much for staying with us, uh, Charlie. We're, let's just go straight to Alan because on 13353, we want to know what the dating scene is like for over 50s in Australia. Alan, how have you found it? Well, I find it rather stimulating insofar as um, I don't have any. You don't want, sorry? No, there is no dating scene for right. a 65-year-old. So it's, it's pretty difficult to, to find love. Yeah, there is. Yep. Are you on any sort of uh, apps or services? Uh, I'm on one. I can't even remember its name. I, You're right. Uh, they all want me to pay. Ah. Well, it's not an ad, but we have got uh, Charlie in here who uh, does has co-founded Lumen. Um, so there's your option, uh, mate. It's free. Matt, a one triple three five three. You've used Tinder, RSVP, Ashley Madison. You've had some hookups, but had some strange people. What's that like? Oh, look, it's, I think it's really sort of dealing with... Uh, I've found that a lot of uh, the women have got issues um, that they haven't sort of got over. Right. Or um, uh, you know, like they talk about all the problems with their families and, and things. And, and, like, I've been divorced for, for 11 years now. Yeah. And uh, lived on my own, and uh, you get set in your ways, yep. and um, yep. 
And I think you you don't want to sort of like take on someone else's crap. <laughs> yeah, I think you're, you're, in a way you're right, Matt. Charlie, do you want to? Is that a common thing? Do you think when you're at that age, it's hard to change your lifestyle completely? So it's a matter of making it work. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I mean, everyone has baggage, right? Like, you can't get to that age and not have baggage of yep. some description. And I think it's just working out whose baggage fits with your baggage. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it's, there you go, Matt. It's also important to be safe online. Annie, you found that you were catfish, which means someone was pretending to be someone else online. What was that experience like? Um, hello, everyone. Um, it was a really interesting experience um, from the time I engaged with this fellow who had a, you know, a fantastic profile. He um, he had a really um, interesting, um, you know, when we were discovering each other, his background story was really quite detailed. So initially, I, you know, had spoken to him and said. Uh, you know, this sounds too good to be true. Are you a catfish? You know, what are you trying to do here? Yeah. Anyway, he um, he said, the only fish I like are the ones you eat. So we continued a conversation that went for probably three weeks and we got into um, personal stuff and I, I was falling for this guy through the words, but his English wasn't perfect. He was an American who came from Italy and my background's Italian. Anyway, um, I tried to set up a time to catch up with him um, via the phone call because that's all I wanted just to make sure that he was true, uh, nice. if he was a real person. Anyway, every time I went there, he, you know, there was some excuse. The computer wasn't working. The phone wasn't, you know, working. Um, so did, you, did you catch him in the end or did you meet him up with him? No, I couldn't talk to him because um, there was no way of doing that. And I said, look, if I can't speak to you, I know you're not real. So yeah, and that's a, that's a real common story as well, Annie. Uh, but I mean, it's going to be a bit of a dirty John situation there, you know. <laughs> well, the, the, yeah, that uh, podcast about that you know crazy guy. Yeah. Um, now you were saying before, Charlie, that um, thank you for calling, by the way, Annie. That uh, on on Lumen, you were finding a lot of the profiles that are appearing uh, of the over fifties. The the women are looking quite good and present quite well, but often the the blokes' profiles aren't that presentable or aren't quite selling themselves. Can you give us one tip to improve men's profiles online? Can I give you a few? Can okay, give, give us three. Give, yeah, give um, us three. Okay, first one, remove the fish from your profile. <laughs> fish. Oh, fishing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Even if you love fishing, please take the picture of the dead fish okay. or if it's a live right. fish off yeah. the dating right. profile. Okay, yeah. Add um, a dinghy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and also pints. Quite often people have a, a pint that's like larger than their head okay. in the picture. Yeah. Yep. Get rid of the but pints. But they love beer. Yeah, well, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> talk about it on the you date. You can talk about it on the date. You can order a beer on the date. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, and then finally, what, what I would definitely say is, I mean, photos are really important, right? Everyone's yes. going to judge you first from your photos. Um, get a friend to take a picture outside where you're smiling at the camera, yep. no sunnies on, like just smiling and it looks like you. Like, and, and then when you've got that picture, choose at least five others and put as many pictures as you can on because genuinely, like the more photos you have on your profile, yeah. the more likely someone is to message you. It's, right. it's as simple as that. And put some filters on them as well. You know, Instagram no, filters. No filters. <laughs> No filters. <laughs> um, we quite often see like when people have got like those kind of random filters, like a, a I don't know, like a, a elf hat on them. And stuff. <laughs> ah, but they're funny guys. <laughs> get rid of the elf hat. Get rid of the fish. Get Thank, rid of the beer. Thank you, Charlie Lester. Lumen is the app. Uh, it's it's new. It's free. It's for O fifties. Get involved. Tom and Ollie on Triple M. One, two, three, four. It's time for Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Oh, so good. Such good stuff. Uh, there's a photo on our. 
Facebook and Instagram at Tom and Ollie with a Y. Lots of social I'm... media going on, Tom. Lots of social stuff on the Facebooks. That's all you're going to say, is it? Well, I know. I mean, were you going to say it? I'm, I mean, I'm not going to go into detail, but there has been calls for your moustache to be shaved. We've oh. got to discuss that. And we've got to discuss what you've then posted back. No, I haven't posted uh, a thing. You've retaliated, which is petty from you, but you've retaliated <laughs> no. and you've tried to get likes <laughs> no. to convince no, people I, to get me naked. I, so we've got to discuss all that. Not involved. It's all on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> if you if you're baffled at Tom's you're just a liar. pettiness, you're go and that. check it out. Hey, up next, a parent has taken away a toy lion because there's something extremely rude on it. I'll tell you what it is up next with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Call me indeed, Blondie, Triple M's, Tom and Ollie. We have questions. In about half an hour's time, we're going to delve deep into the world of super recognizers, people who can recognize faces, but very well, like really good, like super well. Super well. Uh, Ollie, uh, did you hear about the the mum copying a backlash after posting outrage about a little toy lion? I love this story, Tom. It's so good, isn't it? So she posted a photo of uh, a toy lion that she must have bought uh, at the store. She bought it at Kmart. And uh, the issue was that the lion had a genitalia, didn't it? It had a... Twig and berries. That's what I had. It did. It was. It was a. It was a small bit underneath, and it was like that's pretty weird. So Tanya, the mum, is saying it's not appropriate. I mean, I disagree. I think every toy almost should have genitalia. You reckon every toy should have genitalia? Well, why lie? Like, because now I think about it, this has exposed the whole charade of toys to me. Because th- this should never have existed, this issue. Yeah. Because, of course, a lion has a penis. Now, I'm not saying you need to put in <laughs> on a toy, every toy should have yes. a, uh, you know, literally uh, like a to scale penis or, or, or a vagina or whatever it is. I'm not saying that. Mm. But I do think if children were learnt from a younger age, let's say Barbie dolls, let's, let's not whitewash everything. I mean, don't put a, just a blank face yes. at, the, at the genitals. Put something. <laughs> What's something that's something that's closer to real life, so that kids don't go? Not, not the mound, like not the Kendall mound. Is that what you're saying? Don't put the Kendall mound. Mound, as in mound. It's of just nothing. a mound. What's well, nothing? Yes, isn't it? It's there's nothing there. Yeah, it's like a little mound. Well, a mound is something. And so, yeah, but I think I think it's fine. I think she can be like, look, I don't really. I, this is a kid's toy. I don't want it on there. And so I, I'm guessing she since saw that and took it off him and has ba- has banned the toy. Uh, and I call that parental censorship, Tom. Oh, parental uh, think, censorship. I yeah, think it's okay. ugly. I think, no, it, look, there are cases for censorship, of course. Um, but I like the idea of parents having to intervene in their child's lives to screen them from certain things. I know well, that your mum was a fan of intervening in certain things. Yeah. we. I had a Nintendo 64, a video game machine, right? And she didn't allow me to play Super Smash Brothers. Which was like a cartoon beat 'em up game. It's the softest game ever. It's where a Pokemon versus a marshmallow it's is game. so basic. Yeah. It's a monkey. Yes. Playing often playing tennis. Beating a plumber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But were you playing James Bond? No, I was not oh God. Well, I wasn't allowed to play James oh, Bond. However, I was allowed consistent. to I was allowed to watch James Bond. Oh, right. Because it's it's British and chivalrous. It's gentlemanly. It's so, gentlemanly. You, so Jane didn't mind that. No, yeah, I could watch I could watch the bill. 
Right, right. Good I night. <laughs> but I can't play Super Smash Bros on <laughs> N64. Mum, let me. Watch out, Pikachu. Um, parental uh, censorship, I think, yes. is quite funny because I did hear another great one. So one triple three five three. if you have had a parent in your life or you are the parent yeah. who's had to intervene and go, no, you know what? That's not appropriate. I heard a great one, Tom, okay. from a girl at work here. Yeah. Sophie was saying that her dad would go in uh, to the movies she had yeah. and she, he would cut out or, or scratch away the scenes that had sex in them. Oh, no way. Of her, like, tapes. <laughs> he would destroy the sex scenes. It's it's so interventionist. That's parental censorship. Did, did any one of your 14 dads censor you from things when you were younger? Well, you know, Tom, you know me, my mum, my, my couple of dads that I have got. One of your dads cooked pancakes completely nude in front of you. I was never disciplined. I was never censored. Uh, <laughs> I was never curtailed. And that's why I am who I am. It shows. One triple three five three. Parental censorship. Have you had to censor something from your kid? Or back in the day, did your parents do something to censor something from you? One triple three five three. Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators driving rain on Triple M with Tom and Ollie playing Rock's greatest hits. A mum has copped backlash online after posting outrage about a toy lion that featured a small phallus underneath. Let's just say that. It was a little bit naughty. But is the outrage around the... the the lion's genitals or about the mum well, complaining the, about it? The mum's saying that some people don't want to talk to their children about those types of things. She's young. She shouldn't be worrying about men's or boys' parts. Oh, well, that's life, sister. Yeah, I mean, well... Animals and people have genitals. Well, one Facebook user said, what's she going to do when she takes the kids to the zoo? Ask Mr. Giraffe to put some pants on. Because they were on the way to the zoo. That's why they got the toy line. So parental censorship is an interesting one. One triple three five three. If you've censored your kids from anything... Or you remember your parents censoring something from you. What have you done to shelter them, perhaps? Uh, Jane on one triple three five three. You had to censor your kids when they lived on a farm. Well, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Really, hi guys. I didn't really have to censor them. We, okay. I just chose to. Yeah, good. So it was the main one was TV. Okay. Yeah. What what particular so, TV? Just oh, all you TV. Know, like commercial kind of TV, like Channel Seven, Channel Ten. Yeah, they did. They watched the odd um, DVD or video. Hang on, so you yeah. didn't let your kids watch any TV at all? No, we we didn't. We didn't even have it connected. And why not? You're a purist. Yeah. Well, I just thought, you know, like we we lived on a farm, and it just yeah. was a nice life. They played outside heaps, and nice. they read heaps of books, and yeah, you know, they didn't. It didn't worry them at all. The only time it ever, you know, it ever become an issue, they they got a new teacher, the two eldest ones when they were in about grade five and six. Yeah. They were in the same class, and the teacher gave them homework. It was something to do with neighbours. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And they come home and they were devastated, and they're like, "We have to watch neighbours for homework." Oh, oh mum, we can't do crying. our homework. What kind of things did you let them watch on the on the on the videos though? Okay, so you remember I used to watch this, um, it was like an English cartoon, it had little animals, and I can't remember what okay, it was Okay, so called. like kids shows and stuff you let them watch? Well, not normal kids shows, I don't think. Not like, well, we didn't even know what the Wiggles were. Wow. I remember when my youngest, I don't know, I can't remember, he was about maybe eight or something, and someone wanted to 
give you know they're saying, oh, you know, he's a wiggle. They won't censor that. Sounds like they were prisoners <laughs> on, uh, on, a, on a farm. Those children with no childhood. Thank you for calling. No, Jane. a farm childhood. That'd be no, really fun. I think that's really nice. Uh, yeah. Chris on one triple three five three. You stopped your kids from watching a show called The Box. No, my parents stopped me oh, from watching oh, the box. Sorry, sorry. Okay, what? Well, why? That, that that was back in the seventies. Yeah. What was the box about? Well, it same, was uh, same as what it, it is was, these days. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I think it was the first scene with a woman in in the raw. Oh. In yeah, the, it was a full raw. nude scene. Full raw nude. Yes. And you were how old? I was around ten or eight years old. Did you end up getting to see it in the end? Well, yeah, we watched it through the um, bedroom. Well, not the bedroom, through the um, lounge room door. Well, yeah, we got we got sent to bed, but we watched it through the. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carl on one triple three five three. You had to censor something from your daughters. I have something I have to censor next week. My next son who, week? Is, yep, my son who is five weeks old is getting circumcised next week. Oh, oh yeah. Yes, yes, keep, <laughs> it, keep it intact, Carl. You know? It's not a fun time for your son. <laughs> I've, yeah, so no, I'm trying. So I know I'm going to have to censor that. It's it's not exactly the conversation I want to have with a six year old and a, a fourteen month old. No. Hang on, so he is getting, and so yes. you're censoring it from the daughters. Yes. Right. Sorry, I thought you were just trying to like come up no. with, with pro circum- <laughs> pro intact stuff. I don't know what was going on. Oh. Tough time for Carl. I feel for his son. It's just you, grade three is the worst time to get it done. <laughs> Triple M, rocks greatest hits on Triple M with Tom and Ollie. In ten minutes' time, I'm going to tell you what a super recognizer is and how you can make money by looking at people's faces. Uh, Tom, somewhat unlike uh, our show, we've given Married at First Sight a bit of a crack this week, haven't we? A bit of airtime. Oh, there's been a bit about maths. A bit of airtime yeah. for Married at First Sight. Um, when, on Monday, we discussed it. On Tuesday, Dave Thornton filled in for me, uh, and you discussed it with Dave. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to actually look back to what I said on Monday, and I would like to formally change my opinion uh, that I put on record about Married at First Sight. Now, Should we hear what you said on Monday first? Well, I know at the time you said you didn't like it. Mm. I am now looking back at my comments and I want to maybe rephrase them. This is what I said. I watched last year's show and I, I came around. And no. it, it, hurt, it hurt inside to come around. But it's one of those shows where it just it sucks you in. So you like it. You like this show. Well, it's very entertaining. I found last year the characters somewhat cute, even though they're a bit silly. Mm. I found them endearing. By the way, Married at First Sight, two strangers, they get up to the altar, they get married, they haven't met before, and yeah. then they have a commitment ceremony of like 30 days later or something. I think so. so I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Look, so this year I hadn't seen it, but obviously Australia's loving it, lots of numbers. Loving it. Um, Heaps of people. Like 1.2 million people a night. I even said I would like to be able to see this year's, but we're working. So on Tuesday, <laughs> I sat down with my girlfriend. Yeah. As I said, I was away. I was sick and uh, I was on the couch. Hang Dave, on, hang Dave on, Thornton hang on. filmed in. So you weren't working, yet you were at home watching Married at First Sight. Yeah, so working, Tom. There you go. So, you know, you might think I was resting. I was working. And by the way, Tom, I was in a bad mood already because you'd made Dave Thornton call my girlfriend and flirt with her yeah, because you knew that she liked him. That was funny. So I was grumpy to begin with. So okay. I sat down and I watched it. And here's what I've changed my mind about. Okay. It is not a good show. It's entire crap. Because what you've got, what, what, what I witnessed, and I wanted to give it a go, and so here, let me summate for you what I saw, right? Okay. You've got this couple, Sam and Elizabeth, yes. okay? And there's another girl called Innes in a different yeah. relationship. Yeah. Sam and Elizabeth, 
uh, don't, don't seem to get along too well to sure. begin with. So Sam and Innes have started hooking up. So intercouple, yep. they've gone to new partners. Heard about this. They're there was kissing. a cheating. Yeah, there was yeah. a cheating scandal. They were in the spa. I don't call it cheating though. If you've just met someone and you go, I don't like them. I like that guy instead. And you start making out. I'm like, that's not cheating. It's just like playing the scene. What about when you're on a, on a TV show with cameras called Married at First Sight? Yeah, then you go, oh, this is a good opportunity Because they call each other make, make some bloody publicity. They call it? each other husband and wife. Like that, that, that's yeah, the, but they're the not actually they, married. Though, I know. Anyway, look, that I want to get bogged down. Sam Sorry. is a fool. Sorry. Sam is an idiot. Oh. He's but he's a hot guy. Okay, but he's like Gold Coast hot. So he's got <laughs> he's got a tat. He's got a couple of tats. He's, he's very tanned. Like you'd you'd meet him, you'd hook up with him, and then you'd go, "You're actually really annoying." I've got some audio of Sam. Now, here's what annoyed me. I don't mind the drama. I don't the cheating. Sure, that can work for me. But what frustrated me was I sat down for 20 minutes to give it a go. I watched an entire section between uh, two ad blocks, and over that whole space of time, the one idea that Sam communicated, which is he was annoyed about his his current partner Elizabeth going away, mm. even though he's cheating, he's yeah. literally been cheating while she's away. Yeah. Listen to the gall that he has to have a go at her, but two, the same message is said about four times. I came to the Gold Coast today just to kind of give Sam some form of explanation to where I've been. I was really, really crook. It's just annoying. <laughs> I mean, like, you just left without nothing. Nothing, walk out, see you later. It's, I'm a bit annoyed, like, this is bullshit. It makes no sense. I messed up. Because I just like, well, yeah. So you're obviously here now, like, what do you... What are your thoughts like? What are you? What's going on in your head about everything? He sounds like me. Now you can replay that audio. Yeah. Uh, but everything Sam's saying is what I think about the show. <laughs> so play it again. And what? And, and the final thing I say okay. is me talking to you. Okay. I came to the Gold Coast today just to kind of give Sam some form of explanation to where I've been. I was really, really crook. It's just annoying. <laughs> I mean, like, you just left without nothing. Nothing. Walk out. See you later. It's, I'm a bit annoyed. Like, this is bullshit. It makes no sense. I messed up. Because I just, like, well, yeah. So you're obviously here now. Like, what do you, what do you thought? Like, what do you, what's going on in your head about everything? Tom? What's going on in your head about everything? <laughs> oh, mate, I've said from day nine, it's absolutely disgusting TV. But I'll still watch it. Oh, God. Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Tom and Ollie, tackling the big questions. Have you ever smelt a fish that's freshly come out of the water? Yeah, it smells like fish. <laughs> Triple M. Have you ever seen uh, action films like, I don't know, Minority Report, Tom, or a James Bond film, Patriot's Day? Patriot's films Day. where there is crowds of people, hordes, yeah, maybe yeah. it's an emergency, and the hero scans the crowd, he tries to search for a face, yeah. and it seems impossible, yeah. and yet, bang, there is that face he's after. Oh, yeah, yeah. What if I told you... Yeah that that is a skill that people train to do every day at work. Wow. Yeah. What is that? Facial recognition. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about super recognisers? I am, Tom. We're getting the expert on up next to explain what this phenomenon is. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Ollie, I have discovered a brand new type of person that is amongst us in society. Oh, okay. These people are called super recognizers. All right. To tell us more about this type of person, which I've found very interesting, is Dr. Alice Tower. Good evening, Dr. Alice Tower. Hello. Thanks for having me. Hey, no worries, mate. So you've done research into these people called super recognizers. Can you tell us what a super recognizer is first? 
Sure. So super recognisers are people who have remarkable abilities to identify people. So these people are they make up only 2% of the population and they're capable of really amazing feats of recognition. Uh, so for, for example, one of the people um, who we've tested in our research scored the highest out of 20,000 people. Wow. And she recounts a story where she was... Uh, she recognised someone, uh, in, in, so she was driving along the road and she saw someone who um, she went to high school with and um, they were several years below her at, at, in high school oh um, and she hadn't seen them for 10 years. But what's uh, wow. really remarkable about this story is that she uh, recognised this person by glancing in her rear view mirror and the person was driving the car behind her. That is really insane. amazing. Dr. Alice, yeah. are these people just amazing at parties? Like, surely this is just a great <laughs> skill to have. Well, actually, it can lead to some really awkward moments when oh. people recognise people that they probably shouldn't. Yeah. Um, oh. yeah. or, 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 you know, old acquaintances don't know who you are because, you know, they're normal. Exactly, yeah. So you can come across a bit as a stalker. Which isn't great. <laughs> don't say normal. I don't think we want to say the people well, who are normal. Well, there are ninety-eight percent of the population <laughs> yeah, who true. don't recognise everyone. So, uh, tell me, can we can we learn to be a super recognizer? Well, actually, so we we just published a paper in Plus One last week that okay. looked exactly at this. Okay. Um, and so what we did was we gave a whole lot of novices and genuine trainees professional training courses yeah. and surprisingly we found that these training courses had almost no effect on people's accuracy oh, wow okay and what was even more surprising is that 93 percent of the trainees thought that the training had improved their ability <laughs> right so so just just to backtrack though but for, for some context as to why you would want to train to be a super recognizer so they're actually used by the police uh, and security forces to spot targets in crowds and that'd be like a I guess a, a sought after and pretty cool job to have. Yeah absolutely so um, so during the 2011 London riots for example uh, super recognisers from the Metropolitan Police in London they recognised and identified uh, more than 600 people from Whoa. really low quality surveillance footage and that's something that not even the best face recognition software can do reliably at the moment. Oh my god! So, so, so people who are super recognisers and using police and stuff—is that their like sole job? Like, do they just look at faces? That's it. Sometimes, so in some wow. places there are specialised units, but most of the time, uh, the super recognisers are just out there and they have sort of normal day-to-day -day jobs. Like when, oh where the cops have got a gun holster, they've got binoculars in a holster <laughs> ready to go. That kind of thing. Pretty much. Yeah. Hey, Dr. Ellis, how do we know if we're a super recognizer? Like, there might be someone right now listening who's good at recognizing faces. How do we know that? Right. Well, you can take the UNSW face test. Oh, okay. um, so this is an online test that is very, very challenging. And so it allows us to find people who are super recognizers. Okay. And if you do the test at the end, you can leave your email address so we can contact you to participate in our research and find out more about super recognizers. That'd be and cool. are, they, are they highly sought after or is there a glut? Well, they only make up 2% of the population and mm. there are a lot of um, roles that require face identification, like passport applications, visa applications. Wow. You know, if you go to a nightclub or if you pick up, um, you know, your post at the post office, there are a lot of jobs require face identification. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Well, Dr. Alice Tower, amazing work and amazing research. And thank you for filling us in on this part of the world that I had no idea about. Thanks for having me. You're with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions.
Dreams, the Cranberries on Triple M, playing Rock's Greatest Hits with Tom and Ollie. We have questions after nine o'clock, giving you a chance to win Kiss tickets. Now, Tom, I am the head of social media on this show. Uh, I run the social pages at Tom oh, and Ollie, and that's Ollie with a Y. Yes. But it doesn't take a head of social media. What are we on, by the way? What are our social media pages? What do we got? Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah. Yep. Doesn't take a head of social media to know that there is an all-out war going on right now on the socials, Tom. You might have heard last night. You might have heard. Uh, I mentioned it briefly, oh, but Tom, God. I posted a photo yeah. of myself. This is such bullshit. A black and white photo, me with a mustache, yeah. which is a bit of a protest mustache. You've got to admit because you're the mustache guy. And I said in that, I said the, in the caption of that photo, I said, if this photo gets a hundred likes, Tom will shave his mustache clean off. Now that was yesterday. Now is now. Lo and behold, we checked the photo. On both Instagram and Facebook, you'll find that the photo has in excess of 300 likes. Applause, please. So, obviously, you're trembling. No. Now, here, let me, let me no. explain. How many it. likes did it get on Twitter? <laughs> well, that's a different... That's a, isn't that, is that even likes? Isn't that called something else? No, you can like Twitter. Anyway, go about five. Anyway, the point is, I understand. You feel threatened. You love your moustache. No. So what you've done is you've retaliated on social media. You've had the the, the low the low respect for yourself to go and find a photo of yourself. Shut up. And you've posted a photo that says, if this photo gets 200 likes, Ollie will walk through the CBD naked. Pathetic. It's a pathetic thing to no, do. You know what's pathetic? And you know what's happened? In about two hours, it's got in excess of 300 likes. It's got more likes than my photo. You know what's pathetic? So I'm annoyed at you. You know what's pathetic? This is not the... Shave that much. No, you have, you've done this before. What? First of all, yes, you posted the photo last night, yep. but I told you straight away in a meeting, I'm definitely not shaving off my mo. We, we agreed to that. Well, likes speak for themselves, mate. You're going to tell all our, our friends who have liked it and who the, are listening that you're not going to shave the mo? Yes, because I'm not shaving the mo. The second thing is we then agreed in a meeting today that you would post another photo no. pretending to be me just to get likes. Well, and so you're pretending to be me no. going, if Ollie gets this, if Ollie get, if this gets 300 likes, well, then Ollie will walk through the streets naked. That's that a, you posted that about yourself. That, well, that's a nice narrative you've told yourself there, Tom. Well, no, this, isn't the, clearly... first, this isn't the first time you've tried to grab likes, Ollie. Take a listen. You've posted a meme on our Instagram. It's just a picture of a, a, it's brilliant. a double sink. No, it says double tap. It says double tap on your screen. Yes. Because when you double tap on that image, it likes it. Yeah. And then yep. you've, you've posted here. I'm so sorry for posting this. Just feeling really needy and desperate for likes at the moment. So you're feeling needy and desperate again, Ali. Can I just say that posting these photos Mm. couldn't be anything further than being about getting likes. (laughs) But it says says in the caption, shut up, it says in the caption, if this gets 100 likes, Tom will shave off his mouth. If this yeah. gets 200, you're literally asking. That's what mine likes. said. Yeah, the one that you posted. No, I didn't post it. Well, did, let, let's see. Did I write this sentence? If this photo gets 200 likes, Ollie will walk through the CBD naked. I would never write that. You wrote that. You I, wrote that about yourself. Well, I'm annoyed because I'm going to be walking through the city naked. You need to. Please. Okay. If you, okay. If you go to our Facebook and Instagram right now, please do not like those posts. This is all just a stupid little bit of attention from an attention seeker who wants likes online. You're do in, not listen to this guy. You're in fairyland, mate. No. It's an all-out war. <laughs> no, there will be not. more photos going up. I'm worried about where it's going to head, but I'm going to be naked and no, shave that mo. No, do not listen to this guy. Please don't. Tom and Ollie.
Tackling the big questions. Have you ever smelled a fish that's freshly come out of the water? Yeah, it smells like fish. <laughs> Triple M. One, two, three, four. It's time for Tom and Ollie on Triple M. This is actually ridiculous. Please stop liking the photos on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Tom and Ollie with a Y. Get the shaving cream out because it's time to shave that mo, Tom. No, stop pretending that I'm posting on our page. You're doing all the posting and it's unsubstantiated. Well, the the original post yesterday was of of me and it was saying if if I get 100 likes, Tom shaves the moustache off. People got very involved. 23 hours ago now, so almost an hour after I posted it, uh, Naif has said, literally just a hun- hit 100 likes. Shave it, brother. No, but James Lowell's said, no stash for you. Yeah, but we agreed that we w- that I wouldn't shave my moustache. Mate, it's a social media war. I mean, no, there's no rules. No. There's no agreeing. We're, we're, we're in the wild west of social media here. The <laughs> likes dictate what happens. Oh God, just, and so I'm going to be getting naked in the street, no, apparently. No, and that's what no, you posted. You posted. No, you wanted that. You posted that. It sounds like you want to get naked in the street. All right, anyway, Tom, up next. Uh, if Stop you liking. love Rock's Greatest Hits, if you love Triple M music, maybe you're new to this station and you, you're finding yourself liking the music more and more, mm. uh, up next is your chance to go head-to-head with Tom Bainbridge and prove why mm. this guy, one, shouldn't have a moustache, <laughs> but two... Should is a token hire and shouldn't work here. Shut up. You're on Triple M with Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Stop putting that stuff online. New music on Triple M. Panic at the Disco. High hopes. You're with Tom and Ollie. We have questions. We also like to play this game. Tom and Ollie's. How Triple M are you? Yes, what a time to be alive and what a time <laughs> to be listening to, to the radio because it's a fun game, Tom. Yeah. It's a chance for anyone uh, who thinks they might... Um, I don't know, either like Triple M's music, particularly yeah. the new stuff, the Rock's Greatest Hits that we were playing recently, yeah. or maybe you're uh, wandering through like a like a traveller wandering around a new city <laughs> and you're not sure whether it's for you. Ooh, will that you hold know? up? Yeah. Well, you know, maybe you're working out, are these tunes for me? Well, guess what? Mm. This is your chance to play uh, our game. Tom, you're the contender. You're the contestant. Yes. You're a pretty uh, hack music guy. Oh. You're a token hire. Oh. Say. oh, you've been called that. So one triple three five three is our number. Jump on the phone. Go head to head with Tom in our game of how triple M are you. See if you can prove your musical chops. It's been too easy recently, Ollie. It's been way too easy, which is why I'm putting on the line tonight. Not just to get your name engraved on the silver platter that we have here of people who have won. Yet to be, uh, <laughs> Yet to be uh, given engraved. a name, <laughs> but. I have tickets to Farewell Kiss on their End of the World Tour this November. Tickets on sale now from Ticket Tech. People are calling already. Don't even need them, Tom. You want tickets to Kiss? Then all you have to do is go head-to-head with me in a music quiz. Reckon you can do it? I don't think you can. You're scared. Hey, what's the theme, by the way? No theme. No, there is a theme. I'll tell you next. Oh, okay. Cool. One triple three five three. if you want Kiss tickets. Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Playing Rock's Greatest Hits, Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Tom, it's uh, Thursday, so let's play this game right here. Tom and Ollie's. How Triple M are you? Yeah, this guy's in charge of the buttons. That was me. Watch out. Uh, Tom, step back, because right now you're just a contestant. You're just a player in a game. You're a pawn in my game. P-A-W-N. Oh, right. It's a musical challenge. It's for anyone who thinks they might be testing out uh, Triple M as their musical palette. Uh, here's your chance right now. I've mm. got five songs. I'm going to play them, and you've got to guess what they are. Mm. We have got a contender to play uh, and to verse you, Tom, to prove that you're a hack. Good evening, James. 
G'day, how are you boys? Good mate. Now James, you're playing for KISS tickets. You can get tickets to Farewell Kiss on their end of the world tour this November. Tickets on sale now from Ticketek. What's this song, James? Doesn't count, but what is it? Uh, uh, rock and roll all night. Yeah. Clues in the chorus there. <laughs> now the theme for tonight's bands, boys, yeah. is bands that are touring Australia this year. Oh brilliant. In twenty nineteen. Beautiful. So uh, hopefully that helps. Are you good with your music, James? Uh, yeah, pretty good, yeah. I'd say, yeah. Now, one thing to remember, apart from the obvious stuff, which is your name's your buzzer and you've yeah. got to give me the song, artist and title. Yep. The other thing is there's a bomb song. To add a bit of intrigue, we thought, why not mm. chuck in a song that's very not Triple M, that doesn't belong, uh, and if you buzz in for that song and you, you get it right, you know it, you're actually out of the game. Because you're no longer then very Triple M. No, you, you the, belong right? elsewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. A different station. All right, boys, you know how this works. Let's do it. Tom. Oh, shit. Uh, Elton John with three, uh, two, bags. one. Rocket Man. Oh. <laughs> Good work. Good work. Jeez. That was clutch from you, Bainbridge. Oh. Wow. Rocket Man. James. Oh, dear. Oh, you good. Good. Come Let on, Jimmy. Back, go your own way. Let Let back. Yeah. Oh. Do you have the dates of when these guys are touring, Ollie? No. That type of information would be good. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Uh, what, what, what are you saying? Sorry, James year. was talking, Jack, Tom. What are you saying? Yeah, I'm going to see him. Can't wait. Oh, you'll what tell us. Mac? When are you going to see him? When are the dates? Just Tom wants to know. Oh, um, I can't even think right now. I'm so like, I just yeah. literally pulled over in the car. I'm like, You're in the zone, mate. Yeah. It's all right. So, Can mate, it's, it's one all right now, boys. It's pretty uh, yeah. intense. Here we go. James. Oh. We're oh. oh. touring right now, James. Who is it? Chili Peppers, Californication. Mum. Oh, Californication. That's good. My man. Yeah. Well done, James. So 2-1 right now, boys. So build the suspense, Ollie, yeah, when this you're running is, this game. Well, this is massive. So, Tom, you need to get this this uh, this song here yeah. to stay in the game. Okay. Otherwise, you're way out. If James gets this, he wins. Tickets to Kiss. Great. Good. But, Tom, the issue for you is you're going to want to buzz in here. But the bomb song might also be a factor Don't which will dare. make it hard. Don't you dare. So what do you, what do, you do? I don't know. All right, here we go. Oh, James. Oh, oh James has got it. No way. Um, She's got it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, 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 that's, just... not, that's not fair. That's putting me off. Thank you. It's putting him off. That's a bum out, surely. I'm going to say three. Two. Brian Adams. Brian Adams, yep. You. With Run To You. With Run To You. He's bloody got There's it. No He's got it. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. Really? Yeah, that's it. Oh, sorry. Oh, God, oh. what are you doing? Ollie, you know. Okay, I'll, I'm oh. turning you off there oh. because you're pressing too many buttons. Let me just play Kiss, please. Well done, James. You're going to see Kiss on their farewell tour this November. Tickets on sale now from Ticket Deck. Good evening, James. You're hero, James. You're a legend. Well done, mate. Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Tom and Ollie, it's like talk back that talks back. Never call again, Des. Never call again. Who put Des through? Triple M. Tom, up next, I want to bring to you an amazing story I read today about mm. rats. Now, I hate rats. Yeah, who rat, doesn't hate rats? Rats are gross. Hands up who hates rats? Everyone, right? But this is a, an about a, a tropical island that has let's just say a rat infestation. Oh. Now, that is scary enough as it is, yeah. but it is how they plan to deal with it that I think is the most crazy and also hilarious. All that and more up next. <laughs> just all that. And more. There's, oh, always, there's always more. Sure.
Triple M, Tom and Ollie. It's new music from Bring Me the Horizon called Medicine. Triple M's Tom and Ollie playing rock's greatest hits. We have questions. Tom, you know I'm a sucker for a good rat story. Oh. And who isn't? Oh. I mean, they're equally disgusting, but because they're disgusting, I find them so intriguing. Oh, really? Well, you know, it, it's like uh, it's like any it's like poverty porn. It's like anything that's <laughs> gross. It's also like I can't help but watch that, right? Have you ever seen footage of like when mice, there's like a mice infestation in a farm and it's just tumbling piles oh, of mice? Gross. You can't look away from that. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah. So I saw this story um, today uh, on ABC News, right? Okay. This, ti- this tiny tropical island with no humans, but thousands of rats. Oh, gross. And I was like, wow, that's messed up. I've mm. got to read about this. So it's in French Polynesia and... Uh, it's a beautiful island, as you imagine. It's the kind of area you'd go on a cruise, right? It's a beautiful spot. Uh, there's a tiny l- little island called Ray- Rayono. This is the island that's got just rats. So, obviously, at some point, humans came along, brought some rats mm. by accident or whatever. Rats have taken over, bred, and there's now th- tens of thousands of them. I saw this story today, and I scrolled past it because I thought, oh, yeah, cool, there's an island with rats on it. Well, I mean, there's more to it because... Oh. What is so funny to me yeah. uh, and so fascinating is the, the way the scientists are planning to go about getting rid of the rats. Because, I mean, it's a okay. difficult process, right? I mean, how do you get rid of so many rats in such a delicate ecosystem, right? Shoot them. It, <laughs> take an AK-47. Mate, heaps of rat sack. Just chuck it on the island. And just, just spin around in a circle and just... Drrr. So, but, but but here's why it's hard, right? They've got you know these amazing birds. They've got the red-footed booby chick, which is a bird. Oh, They've got oh, these giant blue coconut crabs that are a fascinating color. They've got uh, you know. So more... these are all these creatures that are trying. They're trying to put on the island to kill the rats. No, no, these are the native animals. Oh, they're the that, natives that right. naturally okay, live in French Polynesia. Yeah, okay. The rats are obviously fighting, and so ha- as a scientist, there's, there's this scientist called Dr. Salmon Yago, and she's trying to kill all the rats. Her job is to go in. But she's a salmon, so how does that work? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Salmon Yago. Yeah. The challenge I would imagine for her when I'm sitting yeah. there today reading this article is how do you preserve this ecosystem, right? But kill the rats. But kill all the rats. I'm like, man, science must be so clever these days. What What are they going to do? Like, they must have this sort of innate thing where they make the rats kill themselves or they do something clever. Oh, God. No, what they do, Tom, mm. is... You shoot them. They bring in 800 kilograms of bait to Ray Ono Island, oh. which is poison. And, uh, and a quote from the doctor... And hope for the best. A quote from the doctor says, the best you can do is put the bait... No. I mean, what, bearing in mind, what is the red-bellied crab going to do? Well, it's going to eat the bait, isn't it? The best you can do, she says, Aww. is put the bait on the ground all on the same day, covering 100% of the <laughs> island, no gaps at all. <laughs> I mean, all the rats will be dead. <laughs> Everything will be dead. Everything will be dead. <laughs> Everything will be dead. Come and visit beautiful Riono in French Polynesia. There's no rats. There's also nothing else. <laughs> Brilliant. You're with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Love rat stories. Oh, great. Billy Joel, it's still rock and roll to me on Triple M with Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Ollie, you were just talking about the, that island covered in rats. We love rat stories uh, on this show. Love a rat story, Tom. Love a rat horror story. I was just talking about how the fact that uh, this island in French Polynesia has a rat infestation, thousands of rats. Uh, science is trying to go in and fix it by mm. getting rid of the rats, but they've got to literally kill every single rat because they said if one single pregnant bloody female rat stays on the island yeah. and, and gives birth, 
that'll they'll then re-gestate and redo it, even though that's incest. Well, we love a rat horror story. Do you remember this one? My brother-in-law's friend was surfing and he saw a dog flailing in the water. Oh, no. So yeah, he yeah. put said dog on the oh, surfboard, no. No, no, no. took it back into shore, right. looked after the dog, fed it. Yeah. Then the said dog got really quite unwell. It got sick. Oh. So he took the said dog, in inverted commas, to the vet. Yeah. And the vet said, well, I hate to tell you, but it's actually an Indonesian rat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's disgusting, the isn't said it? said dog, in inverted commas. You couldn't be more <laughs> sus about whether it was a dog. But I think the rat horror story that takes the cake was from Chad from Canberra. Just, look, prepare to be disgusted. The journey. Oh. Um, so, yeah, we're having a, you know, just, yeah, normal sleep one night, and I heard this scratching noise. I thought, what the bloody hell was that? You know, and I turned around to the, the missus at the time, and I said, well, are you hearing that? She thought I was stuffing around. I thought she was stuffing around. Oh, no. <laughs> So, uh, anyways, we just let it go, you know, the, the next night, you know, sort of laying there, we're reading a book. Anyways, uh, next minute I've seen this massive rat, mate, I'm, I'm not crapping you, this thing was like a big bush rat. Oh! It bolted straight in the door <laughs> behind the mattress that was on the floor, and I thought, Jesus, okay, so I've got, I've got my bodyboard, I've told her, I said, I'm standing on the chair with this bodyboard ready to belt this rat, I said, just pull the mattress out quickly, and yeah. I'll belt it. Anyways, she's moved the mattress. It's gone running out. I've missed it. Anyways, I thought, stuff this. I've gone to pick the mattress up to move it out. Anyways, there's this screeching noise. I thought, what the bloody hell is that? Oh, no. I tell you what, this stink coming out of it. And I've, I've looked in this. There was a hole in the, in the head of the mattress right where we slept. And there were about eight baby rats. <laughs> 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 right where our head Oh, mate, it was disgusting. The oh. first part of it, I went and told this hippie bunch. I said, mate, this is ridiculous. Come on, get us out of this caravan. They go, you didn't touch the mattress and move it out. So I said, of course I did. She goes, oh, the mother rat won't come home now. You've ruined it. Oh, said, God. Well, hopefully they all die, Chad. Oh, mate, it was rotten. Oh, you... We packed up and we got out of there, mate. That mate. Night. Oh, how absolutely disgusting. You are with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Cake, the distance on Triple M's Tom and Ollie. That, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Ollie, look, this online feud thing is ridiculous. You need to stop posting photos online that aren't real. So many likes, though. <laughs> like we've just, Do you want to explain? We've, we've just ticked over 400 likes on the photo that you posted of yourself. No, I didn't post. Saying, if this photo gets 200 likes, Ollie will walk naked through the CBD. No, I mean, that's... How dare you? Yeah, but you posted that photo. You you posted the photo of me. You well, stole but... it from my Instagram fo- um, feed, and you said if this photo gets 200 likes, Ollie will walk. Why are you saying that your, tell... yourself will walk through the CBD no, naked? You tell me. Why would I post that about myself? <laughs> Shut up. No, but why would I post about myself saying I'll get naked in the Be- city? Because you're a like grabber. Just for You're saying I'd post just for likes? <laughs> yes, except for some reason you said this before. Can I just say that posting these photos Mm. couldn't be anything further than being about getting likes? I mean, you're just blatantly lying to our audience. Mate, it's not about the likes, although there is substantial likage coming through. (laughs) It's about the battle that you've started. I haven't started anything. I mean, I started it in a way with the mustache (laughs) comment. But you've you've upped the ante with the thing about me getting naked in the city. So I'm going to have to bite back (laughs) with something else. No, we had a meaning about this, and we have manufactured this. No. And you've gone on and posted it. Well, if that's true, and I don't know if it is true, but if that's true, true, that's a great head of social media. And that's my role.
Go me. Look, please, please do not go to our Facebook page or Instagram or even our Twitter. People are getting involved on Twitter. We never get anything on Twitter. I mean, well, now you're being silly. You're, you're disendorsing it. You're saying don't go to our yes, page. Yes, don't go to our page. Do not like the photos that say if this gets 100 likes, if this gets 200 likes. And Ollie, stop posting those Tom. photos because you're blatantly lying to our audience. Don't To you... our valued, valued listeners. Do not lie. Everything on social media is real. <laughs> You know it, I know it, we all know it. We'll see you on Monday. That was Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Catch up on the show by downloading the Triple M app. And if you like it, share it with your mates. For more Tom and Ollie, hit the boys up on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. At Tom and Ollie.